Hello friends and welcome to Men Do Disney episode number 36 of Frightening Good Time. My name is Pete and joining me tonight is Tom. How you doing Pete? Pretty good. We're two guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. So what's new with you? Anything exciting? No, got um, got some work stuff coming up. So we're recording a bit early this weekend. Still released on Tuesday, so it's not going to change uh, the listener's experience at all. But if, if there's any news that comes out over the weekend or early next week, uh, obviously. Blame you. Yeah, blame me. I, however, I will say, love the title. We didn't discuss the title of the episode before. It just came good. to me. It came that was to pretty me. good. Yeah. Really well, sums up what we're doing here. Yeah, I think I think so. And and as I said in the title, a frightening good time. We're going to talk about our top five scariest rides at Disney World, or I guess top five most frightening rides at Disney World. And that can mean a couple of different things, as you'll see as we kind of get into our top five. There's you know there's rides that are meant to be scary, as in jump scares. You know something pops out and scares you. There's rides that are meant to be scary because they go fast or they go upside down or whatever. But there's also rides that are scary for some different reasons. So we'll get into that in just a little bit. But before we do, let's go to Tom with the news. Tom, what do we got this week for news? Yeah, going to start over in uh, Animal Kingdom. And I can't remember if we've hit this on a previous episode. I think we at least scraped the surface on it. But there is a uh, coming to Pandora, the world of Avatar. A uh, conservation initiative utility suit that a Disney cast member will be operating in. Uh, I know initially a lot of people thought that it was a mechanical suit and the cast member was sitting, you know, with their legs hanging out front, uh, kind of operating it. I've, I've actually found out this week that it the legs hanging out front, the human legs are actually fake, and it's just a cast member walking around on stilts. So, <laughs> kind of disappointing. Suit, yeah, I know. I feel like I'm ruining it for everybody, but because I know, now I want everyone else to know. Uh, it does look pretty neat. I think this was needed uh, in Pandora, the world of Avatar, and you know, having something to interact with the with the with the guests there, uh, especially with how busy that area is. I think this really adds to the theme and and continues on uh, with the immersive experience that that Disney's going for. Uh, changing gears here, bouncing over to Hollywood Studios. And Toy Story Land, again, coming at opening June 30th. Wow, opening June 30th, 2018, so right around the corner here. Uh, Woody's Lunchbox at Toy Story Land will be a toy-filled backyard uh, that will actually shrink the guests to the size of a toy. It is a dining location. I'm not going to go through the, the entire menu. Uh, they do have a lot of different options there. Uh, so it'll be a quick service location in Hollywood Studios. Certainly will be a a guest favorite uh, when that area opens. Moving right along through the news here, we've hit on it here in previous episodes, but tickets are now available for Disney's H2O Glow Nights, Not So Scary Halloween Party, and the Very Merry Christmas Party. So with the H2O Glow Nights, uh, it'll be taking place only at Disney's Typhoon Lagoon. It'll be Thursdays and Saturdays, June 21st to August 11th, 8 to 11 p.m. And it's $55 for adults, $50 for kids. We have not, we collectively, speaking of Pete and I, have not done the water parks in some time. I cannot imagine this is something I would deem as worth it, but 
I haven't done it, so I guess I can't really knock it at this point. Uh, again, it, it is a you know value added or event, a ticketed, hard ticketed event that, that Disney will host. Uh, and so if, if you do do it or you've done it in the past, you want to reach out to us, please let us know. We've, we've discussed Not So Scary and Very Merry. Both of us have done them in the past. Uh, again, Not So Scary is starting August 17th. So That's ridiculous. Less than four months away. Moving along. I know we hit this, but wanted to remind everybody, Digital Key is now available at Disney's Wilderness Lodge. Disney trying to become a little more user-friendly. People, uh, if you stay at any of the main chain hotels uh, throughout the country, you know Digital Key is something that's, that's pretty popular. And then I guess the the last thing was just to hit, you know, remind everybody on the Fast Pass for Toy Story Land uh, that if you're going June 30th, they're now available. So if you have a trip book June 30th, when you hit that 60-day window, you're going to see the Fast Passes in the, in the different tiers uh, that, that Hollywood Studios has implemented. So that that's pretty cool. Which if you're listening to this trip and you have a, a trip booked for June 20th, you will be making Fast Pass reservations. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Another one that I, I, I toyed with sharing, and I guess I, we got time, right? Uh, Pixar Play Zone now open at Disney's Contemporary Resort. Uh, it's a pilot program that will take place nightly. We've referenced it a few episodes back, uh, but kids ages 4 to 12 are now able to start an adventure-packed evening, uh, including interactive fun, arcade games, and a dinner. Uh, I do believe there will be guests, uh, or, or characters rather, from Toy Story and The Incredibles there, uh, so... It is uh, an opportunity for for you to get some some character uh, pictures. Uh, it looks like it is about sixty five bucks per child, uh, and availability is pretty limited. And reservations are, are strongly recommended by Disney. So if you are trying to you know maybe get some one on one time with a character, do some Pixar Play Zone, have an evening out at the park, um, go to the Contemporary if you're trying to look for a reason to go. All the all all of uh, all of those reasons would apply for you to maybe check this out. Okay, I've got a couple of pieces of news that I want to share before we move on. First, I left the I left the fun ones for you. Well, first we talked about it a couple times, and I thought it was already open, but the Up a Great Bird Adventure show, which of course replaced Flights of Wonder, is opening April twenty second at Animal Kingdom. So that that will be open by the time this podcast comes out. So go see that. Let us know how it is. And then the last two things, first off, we've got bus wait times coming to the Disney My Experience app. I'm not sure exactly how this is going to work. I think that what it's going to do is it's going to tell you when the last bus left and when the next one is supposed to arrive at wherever your location is. So if you're at a park at Magic Kingdom and it's going to say next bus arriving at 12.22 p.m. or whatever. Again, we're not, we don't have a whole lot of detail about that, but it will be integrated into My Disney Experience app when it does come out. Yeah, and let me hit on something there, and this is something we talked about off air because I, I was a question I had for Pete. Keep in mind that, say it's your park's open at eight, you, you, or park opens at nine, and and you want to be there at rope drop, and you see on the app that oh a bus will be here at eight thirty. I'm staying at All Star Sports, and I'm going to Hollywood Studios. Just because a bus is going to be there at eight thirty doesn't mean you can walk out of there and get in line at eight twenty seven and get on that bus. Yeah, that's a good point. We have the understanding that it's going to tell you when the bus will arrive. It it doesn't tell you what the line is at your resort. And so, you know, I shared on Tom Does Disney episode, we had a four or five bus wait line at our resort for Animal Kingdom uh, one morning. 
So do do keep that in mind that it'll be a great feature to have, but you still need to build in that time and understand that everyone's going to be looking at that. So you still need to be early. Uh, yep. It's kind of my point. Yep. Don't, don't count on – it may tell you when the bus is coming, but you can't always count on getting on that bus. Correct. Yeah, I, yep. I think back to leaving Magic Kingdom – when the park is closing and trying to get on the bus, I mean, you're going to be waiting two or three buses. Yeah. And, and if you know that and, and you know, you kind of expect that it's not, you don't get, you don't get it nearly as frustrated, but if you were to walk out there and think, Oh, I'm just going to get on this bus at, at 10 30 when I leave magic kingdom tonight, that's when <laughs> that's, that's when maybe expectations don't match up with reality. Mm-hmm. So the last piece of news that I've got, Disney has apparently ordered a new monorail fleet to replace the fleet that they've got, which I think has been around since late 80s, 89, something yeah, like that. It, something. It, it, no, actually, man, I think it's been around since, I think it's been around since like 71. Okay. Well, regardless, they're ordering a new monorail fleet. We've We've discussed a couple of times the problems that the monorails have been having. Pieces have been falling off, doors have been opening, some scary stuff. So Disney has seen the writing on the wall and is elected to replace their monorail fleet. No real time frame on this yet, but it is coming soon. So maybe next time you go to Disney, you'll be able to see a brand new monorail fleet. So it looks like the the monorails began operation in 71. I can't say if it's the same exact fleet. That I don't know that answer. Uh, but gotcha. This is long overdue. I mean, they have monorail pieces falling off the monorail far too often. They had doors <laughs> opening. They had a monorail door open when it was when it was going. Yeah, there's there's a YouTube video out there, I think, of people that are standing on there with the doors open while the monorail's moving. And so Disney's had to put "Do not lean on the door" signs up in all the cars just I mean, to make sure. Would it not have been worth it just to slip out? I, think about the that. Monor- the monorail's pretty high, though. I mean. Take one for the team. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I can tell I you that. I would probably slip out and tell Disney, "Hey, listen, we can all we can make all this go away if you give me free travel and stays at, at your resorts with a dining plan every time I come. <laughs> we could probably make it all go away." <laughs> so anyway, those are coming, but that's all I've got for news. Any anything else? I know. I think that wraps it up for the news segment. All right, so we'll take just a brief minute to hear from our partner. And then we'll come back with our main topic. This episode was brought to you by Destinations with Character Travel Agency, where quality service and client satisfaction are their top priority. Family time and memory making are so important, so trust the many dedicated and professional travel consultants at Destinations with Character to plan your dream vacation. They will provide you and your loved ones the most magical vacations possible, and they take great pride in meeting each client's needs, all while staying within budget and providing multiple options to make your vacation dreams a reality. With over 30 agents across the country, Destinations with Character Travel Agency has the resources to give each client dedicated one-on-one service. So experience their over 50 years of expertise at Disney parks, cruises, and travel as Destinations with Character Travel Agency takes the stress and hassle out of your vacation so you can enjoy it to the fullest. Simply give them a call to get started at 630-308-2350 and let the magic begin. Destinations with Character Travel Agency, making dream vacations come true every single day. You can reach them at their email account, D-E-S-T-W-I-T-H-C-H-A-R at Comcast.net or their website at www.destinationswithcharacter.com. Okay, with that, let's move into our main topic for tonight, which again, we're going to be talking about 
our top five most frightening rides or attractions at Disney World. So how do you want to start this? You want to start? You want me to start? Yeah, I can I can start. And and again, I just want to remind our listeners, uh, especially if we have anybody who's fast forwarded through the news, that scary and frightening will be defined in our own way. Uh, we don't have any parameters around what that looks like. Uh, so I guess with that being said, I'm going to start with a more traditional use of the term scary and frightening. And I'm going to go Haunted Mansion at night. While I understand that it is supposed to be a fun, family-friendly attraction, you know, the, the cast members, the the fog, the darkness, uh, just the entire theme of the ride is it, kind of creepy. And I, I, as you've heard on previous episodes, I'm a big, I believe in ghost guy. I wouldn't be surprised there are actually some ghosts in this attraction, real ones, not not just the Disney-inspired ones. Standing in line for this at night is pretty creepy. Yep. Walking through the graveyard, walking through the queue outside when it's dark, like when it's when it's light and there's tons of people around, you know, whatever. Yeah, you're in a graveyard, but it's kind of fun and silly. But at night, I, I think back to not so scary at night when there wasn't a whole lot of crowd and we were kind of wandering through there by ourselves. Yep. Kind of scary. And then you get into the attraction and yeah, I, I can I can see that. But again, it is kind of supposed to be a silly, scary, you know, kind of funny, scary attraction. But yeah, it, it, ha- it I don't know, man. It just, you know, before the graveyard scene in the actual attraction, I think it's really creepy. And I think the end is creepy with the bride. Yeah, I agree with that. And in the it's, Haunted Mansion, before you go out the window and things, the music picks up and things get kind of fast paced, it is pretty creepy. Yeah, it, it's eerie. It has it has an eerie sense to it, and 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 that's really, you know, that's kind of as scary as it gets at Disney. Other than my first pick, which I'm going traditional with my first pick too, I'm going Tower of Terror. Now, Tower of Terror hits scary or frightening on a couple of different notes. First, you've got the creepy cue, just like Haunted Mansion. You've got the creepy cue, kind of in. I guess you're going through some greenery, going through a garden. And then you walk into the lobby of that hotel. The cast members are not smiling. They're not friendly. It's pretty creepy. The, the queue, it, it, let's just start on the outside and work. let's slowly work our way through this. I don't want to skip any of the detail. Yep. Your career, at nighttime, that outdoor queue has a very eerie sense to it. You, you almost feel like something's going to pop out at every corner. Yeah, you do. And, and you, know there's, you know nothing will. Especially if it's relatively empty when matt and i were at hollywood studios for the villains unleashed event a couple of years back there weren't a whole lot of people in in line for tower of terror so we were pretty much walking right through the line and the and the line was really empty and it it was kind of eerie and the cast members kind of contribute to that too yeah and you're right the the more you can get how do i say it like a one-on-one experience at disney but you never get that you know, you know, when it is late at night and the crowds have gone down, especially if you ride any of that stuff alone. Yeah, and, and Haunted Mansion has the same experience, you know, same cast member kind of mentality. How they act, yep. how they dress, their facial expressions. They facial never break character. Same thing they never as break character. It. No, they don't. So you go into the lobby, it's creepy. Like Haunted Mansion, you walk into kind of a library, there's a pre-show, and then you get on the actual ride itself. And this is where these two rides really differ. Haunted Mansion has its moments, but it's a gentle doom buggy ride. Tower of Terror is a scary ride. You're in the dark a lot. 
especially once you get through the attraction and you're at the point where you're just waiting to drop. You know it's coming. You don't know exactly when it's coming because it is randomized. Once that drop sequence begins and you're you can feel yourself go into the shaft and, and you're just you're just waiting for it. Uh, you know, I feel like we we skipped over the boiler room, which I think is one of the scariest parts of the entire attraction, but when you go okay. when you go into the elevator and you go through or into the twilight zone, I guess I don't know which word makes more sense there. When you feel yourself come off the track and you know you're suspended in midair, it is the longest. I don't and I and I don't know how many seconds you're sitting there, but if it says it's three seconds, it's the longest three seconds you'll ever live in your life, and you don't know which direction you're about to go. You may go up, you may go down. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You just don't know. So there's. That's scary. And then the free fall of a drop. I mean, not only is the theming in this traction scary, some people don't like that sensation. That's scary to them. You know, dropping multiple times in a, in a variety of ways, in a, in a unique fashion, each different, you know, each different time you hop on it. For the most part, it's, you know, it's pretty randomized. It, it's it's very randomized. My wife won't get on it. She hates the sensation. She doesn't like the drop. So even even when you finish the attraction, and so you're you're going into where they have the photos, obviously. The room they put you in, if you look around, you know, like the Chucky doll and the you know, stuff used in the in the it, Twilight Zone yeah. episodes, you know, props and puppets and oh man. <laughs> Give you the heebie jeebies. Yep. So same same thing as the Haunted Mansion yep. pretty much, but a little uh, more intense in my opinion. You know, it has that yeah, it has that extra yep. component. So what's your next one? So my next one is not traditional. My next one is scary for a totally different reason. And people are not going to get it until I explain it. So Cali River Rapids. And I'm not afraid of drops. I'm not afraid of thrill rides. I don't really like getting wet at the at the, at the theme park in Animal Kingdom. And quite frankly, this is a crapshoot. 80% of your raft is going to be soaked. <laughs> and it, it's it's thrilling because you're like, what if I'm the dry person? But it's also kind of scary because... You don't know how that raft is going to rotate as you hit the spots that get everyone soaked. So that's scary to me. That's that's uh, frightening. This is interesting to me because on the Mendu Disney trip, out of the four of us, there was only one of us who did not wear a poncho on this ride. And and who was that person? That was me. That was you. So obviously you didn't care if you got wet or not. Well, but you're but right. It, 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 added to, it added to everything for me to... Maybe put myself at risk. And and you did. I feel like you got soaked, right? I got really wet. (laughs) Yep. I went on this ride with my wife, and I stayed relatively dry the first time we rode on it. Now, the second time I wore a poncho, because you don't tempt fate on this ride twice. You just don't do it, because you're not going to get away with it twice. No, and and when my last trip, we we did it against my wishes, and uh, we got soaked. I mean, it was, you know, but... I will tell you the one funny thing about this attraction. As long as you're not the per the person who got just destroyed, you can always get off saying, "Well, somebody got hit worse than I did," which is kind of fun. Yeah, not but, not really any comfort when you're drenched and you've got water squatching around your shoes and you, oh your underwear gosh. your underwear is soaking wet. That's not it's really any, shoes, any condolence. Yeah, it's the shoes that it's the shoes that's terrible. That the shoes and the socks because. Especially if you have to walk around the rest of the day. I mean, that's you're you're setting yourself up for you know really ruining your feet. No, so, you absolutely are. That's my scary in a totally different light than the the previous two attractions we discussed, which makes this topic fun to me. I can buy that. I'm okay with that. I'm on board with that. 
My next one is a little bit more traditional, and it's not scary. It's not really scary to me at this point because I've ridden it so many times. But looking back at it, you know, from, say, my wife's perspective, it's a scary ride, and, and that is Rock and Roller Coaster at Hollywood Studios. So you, you go into this ride, and you know it's a roller coaster, obviously, but you can't see it because it's indoors. So you go in, just to set the stage, you wait in line for a long time, typically. You get into the studio, you see the pre-show. They put you into this back alley. Once you get into this back alley where everybody boards the cars, then you start seeing the, the cars take off on this ride. The first time I ever saw the train, the the cars leaving the station on this ride, the stretch limo, yeah, yeah, I swear I thought that it was a film that had been sped up. That's how fast it looks like the trains go out of the station on this on this ride, because you go from zero to sixty in like two seconds. So once you get on this ride, when when they give you the green light and your your limo accelerates, it's it's pretty much all out from there on. It's in the dark. There's UV lights. You can't see where you're going. You go upside down a couple of times. So this is a scary ride. Now, it's a lot of fun, and I, I would never skip it, but it is a scary ride. I, I will agree with you 100% here. And the takeoff is definitely, I mean, takes your breath away watching. And one of the first times I ever decided to ride this attraction, I got to that port, that portion of it and just I took the chicken out line. Did you really? I saw the takeoff and I said, "No, I'm not." Because once once you're locked into that seat, there ain't no stopping you. I mean, you're no, you can't get out. And and the, everything leading up to it, you know, the queue isn't that great in my opinion. The pre-show is fantastic. Uh, once you get to the pre, but it's still fun in games. Like you, you know, it's a roller coaster, but there's nothing else like it at Disney. So you probably, if if you'd never done it before, you don't have that expectation until, to your point, you get past the pre-show. You've waited in this long line, and you see it take off, and you're you're like, oh, hold on, that that's pretty quick, <laughs> and and you get you get no expect, you know, it's like Space Mountain in the in the fact that you get no expectation of what this roller coaster is going to be like, what it's going to look like, because you can't see anything. Correct. You know, it's it's very different than than some other, you know, uh, like the, the the Incredible Hulk at at Universal has a similar takeoff and is a to a lesser degree a similar coaster but you see it so you ha- you kind of know what you're what you're biting off there you build yourself up you you know yep. what's coming and you kind of build up to it whereas unless this- you look at the stats here i mean upside down twice one corkscrew zero to 60 in like three point something seconds it, it, and it's a lot longer it's actually a lot longer of a coaster than you think it is because you're going so you're flying i mean you're you're flying uh so i think that was a good choice uh, i like that one yeah the end the i think it's the anticipation and not knowing what's coming here that really kind of makes it frightening in my book so what's your next one? Oh, my next one, my next one is terrifying by to, to the same to my age today. It's dinosaur, and di- this is an attraction. If you look back on the history of it, they actually had to adjust the lighting in this attraction way back when because it was too scary. Uh, it was pitch black dark. It is to the Pete, uh, you know, alluded to the jump effect. It is the jump effect. It, it's a you are very disoriented when you ride this attraction because you're. Ride vehicle is rocking all over the place. You're, you know, you're flying through, stopping abruptly, going abruptly. You know, you're, you're, you're on a mission, and I, I don't want to give away too much of it. But there are some things you run into that are not a part of the mission, <laughs> as any Disney attraction. You know, there's a storyline everywhere, and those things are are not bashful about being in your face uh, and well timed. I have pictures as a child 
of some of the things popping out. And I don't know if I just had a bad memory as a kid or they actually moved the dinosaur around that I'm referencing. But I was flat out terrified of the end of this attraction. The first time you ride it, or the first time I ride it every time it gets me. And there is a picture of Matt, actually, who used to be on our podcast. Same thing. Yeah. It, it, it got him. I wrote it the last time I was down in Disney World. And there was a, a family with some little ones in front of us. And I just sat there the whole time thinking, boy, do they not know what's coming. <laughs> and, of course, our picture was, was them clutching their parents screaming. And so this one, this one still has, uh, you know, for the height requirement and amount of kids that ride it, it definitely still has that fear factor to it. And if you look at the ride in concept, it's not, I guess you could consider it a thrill ride, but it's, you know, it's really not that scary. The ride vehicles do a lot for this. And, and these are the same ride vehicles that are used in the Indiana Jones ride at Disneyland. Yep. So you're on a track, but but these ride vehicles are able to bounce around like you're riding in a Jeep. There are some things in there where, and I feel like they've toned it down a little bit over the years too. Like well, you, you can said. see a little bit better. Yeah. It's still dark. It's still really dark. But I mean, I can remember you couldn't see anything. And I have not been since they refurbed this ride. I feel like they repainted a lot of stuff because some of the dinosaurs were pretty sad looking. The last time I was on it. Yeah. From what I gathered on the refurb, you know, the refurb prior to that, they would have, you know, helped fix the lighting a little bit. The refurb mainly was to, to clean up some of the dinosaurs. You know, it, the animatronics in this are, are actually pretty, pretty good. I mean, some of them look really good. Yeah. But they, they did have to clean some stuff up and it, you know, when we wrote it, we really enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed watching people get scared in front of me. And it still got me, and I because you know it's been years since I'd ridden this, and I didn't mm-hmm. realize you know, there's a few jumpy things in there that you forget about. You know, you remember the shebang at the, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't want to give away too much, but yeah. So that that'd be my uh, my next scary. Probably fits more the definition of jumpy type scary. I agree. It gets me every time. The first time I ride it, I can never remember exactly when it's going to happen. It gets me every time. But I do want to emphasize, it's a really fun, really fun attraction. I highly yeah. recommend it. And if and it's not, it's not scary in the same sense that Rock and Roller Coaster is, where it you know you're going upside down, you're going fast. Correct. You you do go decently fast. I mean, not twenty five miles yeah. an hour, maybe. Yep. But it's more jump scare than than anything else, and it is definitely a good ride to go on. And I don't think it's one of those that you know. Even as a kid, I never walked off crying. And, and ruined the day. I mean, it, it was just, you know, you get you get a little <laughs> when when something pops out and then you're, it you're wasn't going with like, your day. It wasn't like my wife on Space Mountain where we got off and she cried and hit me because she was not pleased with the way the roller coaster was. Yeah, that, that can be a little herky-jerky and scary because you, you it, don't really see what's scary. coming. So I agree with that pick. Well, my next pick is in the same vein as Rock and Roller Coaster. And this is, I think, the newest roller coaster at Disney World right now, and that's Expedition Everest. This this hits you in a lot of different ways. If you haven't ridden Expedition Everest, go ride it, because I'm going to ruin it for you here. <laughs> the, the first thing that really jumps out at me on this ride, and I've talked about how much I like the queue before, talked about how much I love the ride, but the first thing that really jumps out at me is you go backwards on this ride. 
you get to a point where the track's torn up and you don't know what's going to happen when you're on this ride. And then you go backwards. And you don't just creep backwards. No, you go back. It feels like you're going upside down at one it point does. in this ride. It is a weird sensation. But it's just because you're going up and backwards at the same time. So so you've got that. This is a f- relatively fast roller coaster. So you've got the same kind of roller coaster effect that you would with rock and roller coaster. But then you've also got the Yeti here. And the Yeti makes several appearances throughout the ride. I think if the Yeti were working as intended, it would be a little bit more scary. But as it is, you know, every time the Yeti pops up, you never really know what to expect. And the last time you see the Yeti, we won't ruin it all the way, but the last time you see the Yeti, it is it is pretty scary. You know, and and a good por- a good portion of this ride's in the dark. Mm-hmm. And obviously, when you're going backwards, you 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 really have no sense of direction, and you have no clue what's coming next. And there's a portion of it when you're going forwards inside that you're really you're moving. I mean, you are flying. So. <laughs> And I don't know why it is, but I think about this ride and I think about Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. They're they're kind of similar in that Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, you you are inside, you're in a cave, you're in the dark for a, a good portion of the ride, or a portion of the ride, I guess. But Big Thunder's just not scary like this is. And I don't know why that is. Well, I think this one is a bigger coaster. This one's a faster coaster. Big Big Thunder, to me... Is like an intermediate, better for younger kids so, kind so of. Be, it's a beginner kind of coaster. Yeah, it, it's not quite as as tame as you know Seven Dwarves, but it's a different style. I mean, Expedition Everest that backwards, the, the backwards thing is cool. I you don't you don't have many opportunities to do that in, in a roller coaster. So no, you don't. And and you're right. And I think it's interesting the the different types of roller coasters that Disney World has because you look at. Expedition Everest, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, and Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. I mean, how different are those three roller coasters? Yep, very different. Yep, that's a good point. Anyway, so Expedition Everest is mine. Couple, couple, you know, again, couple different reasons. It's scary to me. Not something I would skip. Still a very fun roller coaster, very fun ride. And the queue, don't miss the queue either. No, the queue, the queue is one of the better ones at Disney. My my next choice, I don't foresee you coming around on this one. And and partially it's because I didn't want to I didn't want us to, to double use anything you know I didn't want to use one that you you know Tower of Terror obviously could be an obvious pick so this one's a bit of a stretch and and I'm sure others battle with this too Soren I love Soren I never once have been scared per se on Soren but I don't like heights and when you lean over your seat if you do which I I do I don't know why I do it to myself and look down. You are really high up in, in the theater there, and you're, you're just kind of dang. I mean, you're just kind of dangling, and you know you feel that hang glider or, or whatever your own kind of rock, and people people will swing their legs, and it starts to sway, and you you you're just in a seatbelt. Like it's, it's you know I always worry I'm just gonna slip out like Jello and slide down. I, I don't know how to explain it. So for 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 children. They have a loop that they put the seatbelt through yeah. uh, to make sure they stay in. And every time I ride it, I still put the loop, my seatbelt through the loop too. And they're like, <laughs> sir, you don't need to do that. You're, you're big enough to not do that. And I said, no, no, I do. And then I put my, I interlock my hands through that loop because I'm not going, I'm not going anywhere. I can hold on. 
It's a long way up, especially if you're on the on the top row. It's definitely a long way up. I, I, I mean, I don't see this as scary, but I can see if you're if you're afraid of heights, I can see this being a problem. You know, in the same way that you know the like observation towers that they have at, at theme parks. I'm I'm thinking of like a Six Flags or something yeah, like that, yeah, where yeah, yeah. you go up really high in that kind of central observation tower, and it it'll it'll lightly rotate. It so slowly can, rotates. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I can I can see that as being scary if if you don't like heights as well. Looking out doesn't bother me, and maybe the same way with people who don't like heights. It's looking down that bothers me. Yeah, and I had that. I had the same experience when my wife and I went to London, and we rode the London Eye. And the London Eye is a very, very large Ferris wheel, basically. But but it's got the pods that you ride in, or they have a bench in them, and, and they fit like ten to twelve, fourteen people in these pods. So they're very large pods. But even then, looking, it, it sits on the bank of the Thames River, and looking down at the river, I was I was pretty nervous. Yeah, I mean, heights, man, heights are scary. (laughs) Heights are scary. So, well, well, I agree. The ride itself has nothing scary about it. I can, I can see this as being scary, especially if you're scared of heights. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a stretch. And, and again, we're trying to find 10, 10 different attractions here. That's, it's kind of the goal. My next one is a little bit different as well. Before we get into it, just a little bit of background. When I was growing up, when I was a small child, my mom used to terrorize me with like bees and spiders and that sort of thing. And I think she did something to my brain. So I have a huge problem with bugs, all kinds of bugs. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it can't hurt me, if it can hurt me. So my next attraction is it's tough to be a bug at Animal Kingdom in the Tree of Life. Couple of reasons here. First off, I hate spiders, hate spiders with a passion. And when, what's the guy's name? The big ant that's kind of the... Flick? No, no, no. Flick's the like hero. The like you mean general, the hopper? The ge- yeah, that's who it is. He's a, he's, a, um, he's a grasshopper, right? Okay, so the grasshopper. When he calls down the spiders, I, f- I freak out every time. Freak out every time. I don't know what it is, but I really do not like spiders. We did this on the Mindu Disney trip. And, and I flipped out. Three of the four of us hate spiders. I, I They don't bother me, I guess. All three of the guys made a, uh, uh, you know, kind of noise. So there's um, that. And then yep. at the end, and I don't want to ruin, I don't want to ruin it for anybody that hasn't been on it, but you know what happens at the end when they there's tell, every, when things. they tell, when they tell everybody to leave. Yeah. That kind of that kind of makes me nervous. It scares me a little bit. There there are two things actually that that I uh, that I, I would view as jumpy type scary. So the end, and we're not we don't we're not going to ruin it. And then there is a there's something that protrudes out at one point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which can kind of it's a little shock you a little be, bit to be mm-hmm. honest. But yeah, it definitely shocks you. When when I go on this traction with my mom, she actually sits in a strategic position to avoid it to avoid that kind of stuff yep because it's one it's it's kind of uncomfortable i'm not gonna lie but two it can it can kind of stun you a little bit but but this is the same type of attraction as stitch's great escape and the extraterrestrial alien counter those did not bother me at all but because this is a bug's life and because it's bugs 
I, I don't know, man. It just, it creeps me out. It messes with you, huh? Yeah, it really does. I hate bugs. This one, I, I'm there with you on this one. I, I can I can understand this. While this is, again, not a, not scary to me, because I know someone personally who is just a little jumpy in this attraction, makes total sense. And I can see this being this attraction being scary to younger children, too. I, I agree, because there are, it is a little jumpy. And if you don't like sp- spiders specifically... Or, or bugs. A, or, I mean, it's just, there are some terror-inducing moments, especially if you're not expecting what's coming. You know, I've been on this attraction enough that I know exactly what's coming, but if you've never been on it before, I would advise caution in bringing small children on this. I, I can agree with you there. All right, last one. What you got? This is another one that's a bit of a stretch. I'm just going to go ahead and come out and say it. And I don't know if I just dislike it and I am trying to force it into a scary. I hate being dizzy. I can't stand the teacups. There's not one thing about the teacups <laughs> I enjoy. And being dizzy is a miserable feeling. How fast were we going on the menu Disney trip on the teacups? So we, we split up two two and two. Uh, Pete went with, with somebody who enjoys spinning that teacup thing as, as quickly as possible. And I went with one of our buddies who we just sat there. We didn't spin. We, we started spinning, and then we both looked at each other like, let's stop. This is miserable. Let's stop this. <laughs> but looking over at Pete and his teacup, I really thought they were going to spin off the track. I was really worried that we were not going to be able to walk around, like stand up when we got off because, of that ride. Because we're, we're, we are grown men. It's not kids spinning it. So they not only were they spinning it faster than anybody probably that day, there was probably mo- more weight in that teacup. <laughs> Than any of them. Because it's not like a parent and a kid. It's two grown men spinning this teacup as hard as possible. Yeah, I can't get on board with you with this. I think this ride is fantastic and it's a lot of fun. I, you know, I just... But if you don't like spinning, if you don't like being dizzy, I mean, but you don't mind Mission Space. No, Mission Space doesn't bother me one bit. And you're spinning in Mission Space too. You just don't know it. I guess it's because it's not out in, in open... And I'm focusing on a screen, and I'm I'm you know completing a mission. Come on, I'm yeah. an astronaut. I mean, we were completing a mission too. The mission was to try to spin the teacup off of the platform. Off the platform, yeah. And and if that went 30 more seconds, I think you were going to do it. We were close. We were definitely close. So, no, I, I I understand. I can't get on board with it, but I understand why this would be in here. My last one is a little bit non-traditional as well. It's a classic Disney ride, and and the reason that. I guess this ride scares me so much is because I'm so terrified. I've got stuck on it one time and I'm very terrified that that will happen again. And that is, it's a small world. Our boat broke down about three quarters of the way through the ride. Well, I say our boat broke down. The whole ride stopped about three quarters of the way through the ride. And I sat there and I listened to that song for about 25 minutes. I don't know how cast members work on that ride. I guess they don't play the song in the queue because I, I really think that the cast members would go crazy if they did. This is one of those songs that should be played at like an insane asylum. Or, or if you want to drive somebody insane. I think there's a couple scary, terrifying factors here. The little animatronics they are, are creepy. creepy. The little The little kid puppets, they are creepy. Yeah, the little kids are creepy. And then the song itself almost could be in like an insidious movie. So... Uh, if you just, so when you just when you listen to the song, like the first time you hear it, it's like, yeah, this is okay. But if you listen to it over and over and over again, it's like, wow, this is really doing something to me. <laughs> yeah, and you know, this is a Disney classic, and I'm sure we're, we're going to catch some backlash for having this as a terrifying attraction. But I'm I'm with you on this one. I, it's not terrifying in the sense that it's it's a slow moving boat ride. 
Yeah. Uh, there's certainly there's, there's no drops. There's wise. nothing like that. Yeah. But the little the little kid animatronics and th- you feel like they're all looking at you. And then the song itself, I agree. I, I think the more you listen to it, the scarier or more terrifying or eerie uh, it becomes. Mm-hmm. I, it, I've got I've got an honorable mention for us. Okay. Staying in Fantasyland, Winnie the Pooh. Oh, that the heffalumps and woozles. That it, just that room, <laughs> yeah. just that scene. The 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 song creeps me out when I when the when Winnie the Pooh you know was a movie. That scene it creeped, creeped me, out. me out in the movie too. It absolutely did. The attraction itself creeps because, me out when I go through that because room. he's like drifting off to sleep and like you hear that creepy voice say heffalumps and woozles, and then he like <laughs> drifts weird. off and like everything goes nuts. Yeah, I'm I'm on board with that. It's nuts in the attraction, and it's always I I rode Winnie the Pooh the last two times I've been, and it was creepy then too. So that's probably my honorable mention for the episode, and it, it maybe could have slid in over Soren. Really, I'm on I'm on I board with that. Is, that yeah, uh, I think this is more more eerie or, or terrifying than Soren. And and there are parts of rides that are creepy. If I had to go with if I had to choose an honorable mention, the moon in. What's the ride with Figment? Journey into yeah, Imagination. The moon in Journey into Imagination. The moon, the moon face. Yeah, the moon face. Yeah. How creepy, creepy. is that? <laughs> creepy. Yeah, there, there. I didn't think about that attraction at all, but I'm sure there's more stuff in there that's weird. Yeah. But, but the, the moon, moon face, is by far the worst. Th- that's something that can haunt your sleep. I mean, that's something you, you have a nightmare of. I want to. I want to get it put on a T-shirt and wear it on our next Disney trip. You would offend. I mean, a lot of people would look at you like, "Oh my gosh, what's on that guy's T-shirt?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, that. And while you're playing the uh, music from Winnie the Pooh, uh, the Heffalumps and Woozles song. Yeah. yeah, the the song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I'm with you there. So, so those are our our top ten most frightening attractions at Disney World. We'd love to hear from you guys if you've got any that you think are scary. And the reasons why, hit us up on Twitter, email. Just let us know. We'd, we'd Again, we'd love to hear. So with that, we'll go into the trivia and secret for the week. What have we got this week? Yeah, secret of the week is short and sweet. And this is partially on self-experience, uh, personal experience, and partially kind of common sense and, and tips I've read online. Uh, so the Disney secret, we found that if there are two lines for an attraction – Go left. It'll always it'll it'll more than likely always be. You know shorter. what? You say that, but if but thinking of Splash Mountain, if you go left, you have to go all the way around and up over that bridge and then back down. Yeah, but think of Tower of Terror. If you go left, it's just to the end and to the right. If you go right, it's 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 a little uh, curvy. But line. what about Space Mountain? Left is a lot farther than Space Mountain. Space Mountain left is further. You're correct. But sometimes they dictate which direction you go at space. They do, and I think that the common human experience is to go right, or the yeah, to go right. right. So I think in that regard, you're right. You should go left. That that's my secret of the that's my secret of the week. Y'all can say it's a cop out, but I think it's a valid secret. All right. What about the trivia? All right. So remember, last week's trivia question was: What is the official tagline for Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom? The big hint there was Walt Disney World's. So most people answered and would think it's the happiest place on earth. Well, that is actually incorrect. Be wrong. That refers to Disneyland. That is Disneyland. And when Pete asked me the trivia question, I missed it as well. The correct answer, Disney World's Magic Kingdom is the most magical place on earth. And if you think about it, it's very so, clear. Uh, that, that, was a, that was a good one. And appreciate everyone who participated. 
guys, our winner was Pete from the podcast. <laughs> we we did not have uh we did not have anybody get this correct and, and uh, fact checked him and he was right. Imagine that. So trivia question for this week. In the Haunted Mansion at Magic Kingdom, remember we talked about this earlier, what is unusual about most of the books in the library scene of the Haunted Mansion? So think about when you've you've ridden this attraction, what is unusual uh, about the library scene uh, in the Haunted Mansion? This is where the bus are that follow you. Correct. Um, You can tweet us at podcast. Or you can email us at mendowdw at gmail.com with your answer uh, or any of the attractions you find terrifying at Disney World that we may have missed. Any episode suggestions or questions you may have for us or pretty much anything on your mind. If you just want to, if you want to interact with us, we're, we're available at both our Twitter and email. And Tom, so Tom does get lonely at night, so if you want to tweet him and just chat, he's available to <laughs> no, do I that do too. Enjoy, I do enjoy the Twitter. Uh, I do enjoy Twitter, so... Feel free to reach out to us. We we really enjoy hearing from from all you guys and and interacting with you on various platforms and, and bringing you a weekly Disney show and, and try and provide magic a little Disney magic for everybody. All right, well, good stuff with that. We'll go ahead and close it out for the week. That's all we've got for this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on the Twitter at MendoWDW Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, please tweet us or email us at MendoWDW at gmail.com. If you enjoyed tonight's podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have in your time. We'll see you next week.